Hi everyone, welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. I've got a special guest today and he's going to be throwing some marketing stuff at me, so let's get into it. Poddy, welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. So for the viewers, viewers, listeners benefit, uh, you're our new apprentice. I am three indeed. Three weeks in. Yeah, three weeks. It's been very, um, a lot going on in the last few weeks. How's, yeah. it, how's it been? Very good, yeah. Nice. Beating my expectations. That's good. Yeah. Unless they were low. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wasn't. Okay, so tell us a bit about you. What are you doing here? Um, so, I'm obviously, as you said, the uh, dish marketing apprentice for Codebreak. Um, but I'm here to expand my knowledge and more and the start of my uh, marketing career. Nice. All right, then. Well, let's see how we get on in this podcast. Then yeah. hit, hit me with the first question. Oh, first one. It's I'm pretty, ready. It's a pretty big one. So, uh, what's one thing that you wish that you had known when you began your career in marketing? Oh, God, that is a good question. Mm. Um, I wish I'd have backed myself more. Okay. So, um, speculate to accumulate is very, very true. Mm. And there's a tremendous amount of businesses out there that want their marketing to work for them, but what they're asking of it is ridiculous. So, give you an easy example, a car dealership is trying to sell a car for 20 grand. If their monthly marketing budget with their agency is a grand, but their sales goals are to sell 100 cars at 20 grand each, so, what's the maths there? A lot. Yeah. Uh, Two million pounds. Yeah. Of two million pounds, you aren't, your, your marketing budget of a grand isn't going to reach the £2 million target. It doesn't matter how good the marketing agency is. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And on a, on, a, on a micro level, when I started, so uh, I started as a design agency in my mum's back room at her house 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, having worked in industry and with various companies and stuff. And... I thought that word of mouth and getting myself out there would be enough and it just wasn't and then you do daft things like you'd put an ad in the local newspaper or you'd put an ad on Facebook for a couple of days I mean like Facebook ads didn't exist then so that's a lie but you'd put you just put an ad out there and go oh I didn't get much from that I'll try one next year yeah where now I know it's about consistency and persistence. So you place an ad, you monitor the ads, you use a call tracking number, you use a trackable URL, you see what kind of results you're getting from it, how many people are clicking through, how many people are doing what you want them to do, and you keep doing it. Mm. So I know that car dealership that wants to sell a 20 grand car should be looking to spend roughly two grand on marketing that car. So if they want to sell a 100 of them, it's, it's a 200 grand marketing budget, yeah, which definitely. they would turn around and say, bloody hell, that's impossible. The, the margin's not there. And it's like, well, yes, it is. Because if you're the car dealership selling Volvo, some of that is covered by the fact that Volvo advertise their cars everywhere anyway. Yeah. So we're not saying you specifically need 200 grand a month. We're saying as part of the overall picture, this you, is need, what you probably need. Yeah, you've got to up your game. So yeah, that was a long answer. Yeah. But but I mean, like, I think as you said before, it's, like, it's a lot different to how it was back then when you were saying about local newspapers. And yeah, yeah, it's not, like it's changed a lot for me. Yeah. And my eyes are 
massively open to what it takes. Um, obviously, we've scaled from local to regional, regional to national, and now international. And the numbers get scarier <laughs> every yeah. time, really scary. But it's all about return on investment, return on ad spend. And I have to grit my teeth and know that what I'm doing, if I'm spending £5,000 a month, £10,000 a month, £20,000 a month, over time, it's going to pay me back in spades. Yeah. And therefore, we can refurb the office, get new staff in, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's being committed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all in. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, Another one is so obviously me being the new the one of the newbies here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the four. One of the four, yeah. It's been hectic. But um when you're actually doing the interviews and the process, what are you actually looking for in a new person? So what are the main qualities that you Oh that's looking? a good question. So um we've previously recruited on skill and experience. And it's backfired massively. So um if you're skilled and experienced, chances are you've also learnt bad habits. And you come into a business like Cobreak, and I know every marketing company, every marketing agency says, oh, we're not like other ones. But genuinely, we're not. There's things here that are very different to how other marketing organisations do things. There's things here that are different to how other companies do things in terms of just how we operate, the expectations. So... This is like a high-pressure, high-fun environment. And someone who's used to maybe slightly less pressure but slightly less fun will struggle here. Yeah, because it's a different dynamic. It's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a definitely a different dynamic. And you kind of have to have the bit between your teeth. And if that fades or you're just struggling or you do something wrong, expect me to call you out on it. Mm. But equally, if you do something well, I'll praise you as well. Uh, you know, I think high praise and critical analysis are two really important elements to, to a business. So, long story short, to answer to your question, we really went hard on character this time. Yeah. So, um, of the four of you here, uh, B went through three interviews, you went through two, Martha went through two, Caitlin went through two, but Caitlin's two interviews... In total, the time was probably about a day. Oh, wow. Okay. Because obviously she's coming to be the part. boss. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was all about how do you respond to our questions, not necessarily what do you say. Because in, in your case, we didn't expect you to know the answers to some of the questions. Yeah. We just wanted you to have an enthusiasm to either want to know the answer or to try and think of an answer. So I think we asked you about your favourite campaigns and things like that. Yeah. And then second interview, what got you the role genuinely, because they won't mind me saying, we offered you a role before any one of the new batch. Okay, yeah. Whereas you came to your second interview having built a website since your first interview to show us how much you wanted it. Yeah. And we were, we were bowled over by that. That was like, bloody hell, how many 18-year-old lads would go away, apply themselves like that. And I think something you mentioned in your first interview too is your relationship with your dad and how he pushes you on. Yeah. And we were like, okay, so there's some good influence in his life. You'd done well in football and, and got and also felt rejection in football. So you yeah. knew what it took to, to like come back yeah. from rejection. And then you did this thing with the website and we were like, okay, this this lad's got something about him. And yeah. 
to be frank, we didn't care that you didn't know much about marketing. It was, well, we can teach him marketing and we can teach him the technical aspects of what we do, but let's get him in and see what he's like. And you're genuinely you're like a breath of fresh air. You're a positive guy. You keep everyone smiling. You make sure everyone's chatting and that's important. And And then, you know, I'd say Martha's quite similar. Positive girl, chatty, Very funny, loud. Yeah, loud. <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. loud. But she's got drive. She's like really, really wants to go for it. And then, and then B, equally got drive, but hers is is in a, a slightly more subtle sense. She's she's sort of more thoughtful, and she'll take a step back and assess the situation, and really think about what pieces she needs to piece together. And we need both of those characteristics. We need someone who's going to get shit done and we need someone who's going to think about things and make sure they dot the I's and cross the T's. And so, yeah, we, we interviewed heavily on character yeah, uh, because we can teach skills. We've got, you know, we've got the Cobrate Bible, which is our playbook that should have every process in the business in it. And the reality is sometimes... People, you know, a leopard doesn't change its spots. I don't fully believe in that. Some people do change their ways. Yeah. But if someone's characteristics are good to start with, it's my fault if you turn into a dickhead. <laughs> where, where if you're trying to polish a turd, there's probably a bit too much graft. And yeah. 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 I definitely know what I mean. I think especially in some of the questions, it's pretty much a bit more about getting to. What are you about? Yeah, yeah, what do you want from life? And exactly, rather than obviously mainly about obviously marketing questions as part of it, but it's yeah. about character and stuff. Yeah, definitely character, definitely what makes this lad tick. Yeah. What does he want from life? Is he just looking for a job so he can go out with the lads? Yeah. All these kind of things that cross your mind. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. I think yeah. I did all right on that one. Yeah, I mean, pretty thorough. Yeah. <laughs> but um, speaking back on when you were on about campaigns and stuff like yeah. that, that you asked us. Um, coming back onto you this time, okay. what's the boldest marketing campaign that you've seen but has also been successful? Okay. Uh, I've ref- it's funny this because I, I often criticise some of what KFC do. And I'm not sure how much of this was deliberate, what actually went on. But a couple of years ago, KFC ran out of chicken. Yes, I remember that, yeah. And... Um, I think they did run out of chicken because it would have been insanely bold to start a marketing campaign by being a chicken restaurant with no chicken. No chicken yeah. um, but they printed in all the broadsheets and in all the daily papers, essentially we fucked up, but it was we, FCK, instead of KFC, yeah. ED, up. Okay, yeah. Uh, like really big in every paper. And I thought, well, that's... Bold. That's bold. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily my favourite campaign, but it's definitely bold. Yeah, and no, I mean years ago, um, French Connection did FC UK, which at the time, believe me, was very because it's very edgy. Yeah, it's not now everyone's used to it, but for KFC to do this across the newspapers when they're kind of like a family fried chicken brand, I was like bloody hell! And, and by the way, yeah, you did fuck up because running out of chicken is. It's Crazy, ridiculous. Especially for a Kentucky so, Fried Chicken. It's a little bit, the cynical side of me hopes they didn't run out of chicken and it was all a big... Yeah, well, Because they mean, got so much coverage, it yeah. was like all over the news, everywhere. And if if that was a marketing campaign, if someone at KFC actually thought of that and thought, let's pretend we've run out of chicken, 
then it maybe would be my favourite ever campaign because that is the ballsiest yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, I've I mean, ever I, seen. I saw I saw some and like some KFCs did like not opening up, but some ended obviously were still open up in that space yeah. of time. But so it was kind of so they must have strange. run out. Yeah. yeah, they must have run out in most places. It's a I've, shame. It would have yeah. been it. It would have been better if yeah. If but it I mean, was a ploy. thinking of it that way, it's. Yeah, actually, could be at the same time, like, and because they could run out of KFC, but like as in, yeah, in, like, in certain areas, but yeah. So that, yeah, that's I think crazy. that's the that's the boldest one I've, I've seen. And there's another another one when I was at university, and this definitely wouldn't be PC now. But um, you know, the clickers doormen have to count how many people have walked yeah. in and walked out. So links at the time. It was, it was called the Lynx Effect, their campaign. So if you sprayed a bit of Lynx on you, which at the time all students wore Lynx, because <laughs> you did. Um, if a girl looked at you, you clicked your clicker as a count. And they ran this campaign on TV. And they had a sign-up on their website when just as people started to do these kind of sign-up campaigns. And when you signed up, they sent you a clicker in the post. So... Oh <laughs> You can imagine, 18 years old, you go into a nightclub thinking you're really cool with a clicker in your pocket, <laughs> turn round, eight out of ten of the people in there are lads, <laughs> stinking of links, everyone's got their clicker out. You can see clicking <laughs> everywhere. sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was pretty bold as well, it was quite funny, and, and, and I'm embarrassed to say that I had one of those clickers, but... You would, def- you, would you walk in the clubs thinking that you were... Well, there was only lads there to look yeah. at me. Absolute <laughs> like, idiots. Uh, but, um, yeah, that was pr- that was pretty bold, but you couldn't do it. You couldn't. You could do it now, 15 no. years later. Oh, God, so. no. Especially something like that. 16 years later. <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we pretty much celebrated today, didn't yeah. we? Okay, next one. Well, um, what resources have you had that you feel are important or essential for success oh reading books yeah um readers make leaders for the cliche so i get through three or four books a month and he probably gets through six or seven um yeah huge a huge resource for me i read a lot on leadership mindset obviously marketing um absolutely addicted to podcasts too so i'll listen to two or three podcasts a day Mm. um Again, mindset, business, yeah, marketing, um, and I, yeah, I think I think they're they're the things that that really matter to success that that are accessible to nearly everybody. Yeah, um, I think in terms of something that's been really really useful to to my mindset and my success. And Andy trying to sneak a crisp in the background. Let's get that on the podcast. He's not making it. What's the way to get Andy to fall off the wagon? Buy a bag of crisps. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, the the one thing that's been really good for for my growth is I journal every day. Okay. So at at the end of every day, I write down the mood I've been in that day, roughly. Uh, the feelings I've had that day. So on the left page, I've got the mood and the feelings I've had that day. And then on the right page, I write down what's happened in the day. And then at the very end, I write three wins from that day. So I finish on a positive, three wins. But I use that process to get all the thoughts out of my head onto a page and also put it next to the mood I'm in. So that the following day when I look back, it's like, well, 
yeah, quite clearly you were grumpy yesterday because look at that. Yeah. But remember, you still achieved those three wins. Yeah. And then if I'm in a good mood, the the writing can be completely different. But I always end on the three wins, and I've I've found that um, I've been doing that eighteen months now, and my personal development has increased, has massively increased. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's by anything. Obviously, with the book that we read before, like the uh, Eat That Frog, as yeah. well. That sort of like sort of links to the same thing, really. Like making sure like, mindset as well, improvement, and your personal development stuff. But yeah, no, it's really important. But yeah. Final question. Okay, last one. Yeah, last last question. Where do you see code break in five years? In five years? Yeah. Okay, so this is hard. Mm. So roughly code break got going two years ago. We'd existed for six years, but we got going seriously two years ago. And 18 months ago, we sat with one of our mentors, and he said, in 18 months from now, you won't be able to recognise what code break is. Bear in mind, there was like me and Andy and a couple of others then. And he's right. He's entirely right. We've done stuff I never thought we'd write a book, yeah. let alone become bestsellers. I know. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I didn't think we'd ever refurb this office, let alone rewire it and fit new lighting. I, I never thought we'd have a staff of however bloody many of us there is now. So I find it really tricky. Um, it's kind of harder to... To uh, determine growth. Yeah, so I I know this year we're looking for triple growth. Okay. So we'll be three, on paper, we'll be three times bigger by the end of the year than we were at the start. Okay. Um, I know that I want triple growth again next year, which puts the numbers in scary, scary place. Yeah, is that in terms of like staff and... No, so so I don't think staff will increase much now. Okay. Um... Numbers, numbers I'm talking. Yeah. Uh, in five years' time, cards on the table. If we do everything I think we can, there'll be a documentary about Co-Break. Okay. Um, we'll have at least three more books. Um, I think we will be a multi-million pound marketing company. Um, oh. So over 10 million. Yeah. A year. Um, these are the sort of things I hate saying. It's so not British, but I know exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of hard to determine. I think obviously when when you said before, and not eighteen months ago, you would never expect yeah, to see I, how it is now, and you've got to sort of think that way when you think about the future. Exactly, and you've got to be confident but humble, like one of our values. Yeah, and I would one. hate to sell the listeners short. What's the point of me telling them to have big goals? If we don't have big goals. Exactly. So a uh, book I've just read by Robin Sharma, he talks about big, hairy, audacious goals. Essentially, five years' time, we will be a multi-multi-million pound business. We will have staff here who are some of the best marketers in the world, and I think some of the people here will be those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have multiple best-selling books rather than just one. We'll have a documentary about Code Break and... People listening now won't believe us. Uh, And I'm, well, no, I am 100% confident that everything I just said then is going to happen. Yeah. I don't don't want it any other way. Yeah, it's it's not up for questioning. It's not a boast. I'm not doing it because I want the money. I'm doing it because I love the game. Yeah. And 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 that's what I want to achieve. I think it's obviously just thinking about the business mainly rather than money-wise. Yeah, and and the people in it. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Cool. It's kind of crazy. You can Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Wow. That's... To be fair, I never saw myself here at the start of it okay. anyway. Like, even at school, I never, like like you said, from, like, 18 months ago, never thought about it because at a young age, it was always yep. sport for me, constantly. Um, and then, obviously, in the last couple of years of school, it was mainly marketing that I wanted to go into. But um, in about five years, obviously, finished all my all the training stuff that I yeah. hopefully can do, uh, like Evie's gone on to do. Um, but yeah, hope to see myself obviously improve in the business and improve my, my skills and hopefully become higher up where I am now, which yeah. I'm pretty confident myself uh, being. But it's kind of hard to tell, especially with, obviously I'm so new to marketing and I've only been in it for... <laughs> three weeks so yeah. it's kind of hard to see myself it's kind of like where you was you can't see anything that you're going to be but I think in a year's time I could probably answer that question right. depending on how fast my, my growth is well you got your first week at college next week yeah hopefully if you've helped you book a train ticket yeah I asked her about that okay yeah, yeah I probably need to chat about Get that, that later sorted well. before the end of the day yeah yep. but once you've got that out of the way let's sit down and look at your goals yeah and you won't be unsure you'll know exactly what you're doing and why yeah and let's set some scary ones yeah all right yeah can't I've, wait i've really enjoyed that that's been yeah. one of the toughest podcasts i've ever been on i've been absolutely grilled i'm sweaty <laughs> nice one i'm impressed by myself now <laughs>